everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Bash Bros Podcast. My name is Brad Nelson, and today I'm joined by my brother from another mother and upstairs roommate, Corey B. MTG. <laughs> what is up, bro? What up, brother and roommate? Gotta love uh, kicking in with you the last few weeks, but this is a big podcast for me, Brad. Um, and, 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 and that is why? Because this is going to be the last podcast I ever do where I'm not a homeowner. That's Wild. true. Wild. Big stuff. Yeah, I move in in two days. How exciting. Yeah, hopefully it all works out, right? There's yeah. You might end up not moving in in two days, right? It might be you might still do a podcast from this place just in well, case. Well, let's just hope that, uh, you know, the company that's closing on the home with me isn't the same company that you hired for your moving plan. So hey, otherwise not, we should I'm be good. I'm not bad-mouthing them until I get my property in my hands. <laughs> Smart call. Let's hopefully, hopefully they're not listeners of the Bash Bros podcast. Then, no huh? one is, I think, so we are I think good. We've trashed the, I think we've trashed them a few times from... Uh, previous situations yeah well we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about that until i get the stuff and ooh, then i will leave my reviews yeah well we'll cross all that off the podcast there jonathan that out. <laughs> yeah. yeah don't leave that in the show notes or uh put it on social media yeah let's just tag that company and make sure they they know exactly what what we talked about <laughs> all right well uh just so everyone does know if you do want to find this podcast anywhere but not the people that have my stuff you can find it on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Um, but yeah, so we've got a, a pretty fun episode today. We're going to be talking about uh, D&D, the magic MTG D&D realms of this forgotten. I don't know. I already forgot about it. It's not that good. But we're going to be talking about that set. And <laughs> You really then, hyped it up a lot, Brad. I think everybody is so hyped now. I mean, there's actually like a handful of cards that I think might be standard playable, and we'll get into those today. In 2022, I agree. Yep. Well, a lot of them in 2022. I, we, we will talk about that format, too, because that has to do with our upcoming events. But yeah, before be we get into all of that, we do have a special guest today that we should Ooh, get who to. Who is it? Um, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know why this is our special guest, but like, I guess he is. And it's just fucking Brian. Hey, babe, Brian, what's up? What's up? It is an honor and a privilege to be on the Brothers Who Bash podcast. That's right. Yeah. Put some respect yeah, how's on it the going? name. How's it going out? Next time you, how's it I mean, if you ever introduce me as a special guest again, this is a big <laughs> deal, you know, it's an honor. Privilege. That was quite the intro for you, Brian. Yeah. That was quite the <laughs> intro. Do you feel special about that? I do. I do not, actually. I do not. I feel like a yeah, in guest. The in the show notes, we didn't even capitalize your name. That's how little we cared about this intro, man. And I, true, but at least you spelled it correctly. At least it wasn't brain or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm glad Brad didn't make that mistake yeah, this brain, time. Brain Brain Dwin. Brain Brown Dwin? I like it. <laughs> hey that guy was on last week and he did he did a pretty good job man i don't know you might have some competition for uh, a resident uh, special guest spot hey i welcome competition <laughs> do, do you no. because competition doesn't welcome no, you don't. anymore yeah. oh! <laughs> <laughs> Well, a guy gets kicked out of one league weekend, Brad, and you're just going to kick him while he's down, huh? Well, and just professional magic in yeah. general. That's That was the joke, right? Oh, <laughs> he's kicked okay, out of, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, competitive magic kicked him out. I mean, there's got to be some competitive wow out there that is welcoming you with open digital arms. Yeah. Are you still playing well? Yeah, yeah I'm still playing. Yeah? How's, how's, how is that Seattle life going without us? Uh, it, It's going. 
Do you, do you cry yourself to sleep at night, missing Bradley and Amber? No, I I don't. But do you what sweat, about the do you sweat yourself to yes, sleep? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do sweat myself to sleep though. Uh, actually, it's not, it hasn't been too bad lately. So to be fair, I sweat myself to sleep every night here because there's no air conditioning in my room and it's 90 degrees upstairs. Nice. Yeah, but I'm yeah. not going to complain to the tenants. The rent is cheap. Yeah, like, yeah, we actually have AC in that room. We just chose to turn it off uh, for this <laughs> extended stay, you know? That's a luxury. Smart move. <laughs> gotta save on that bill, you know? Yeah, gotta save that money. Gotta save that money. <laughs> they did They did get me into that show, Dave. Dave's pretty good. I've been watching Dave. That is a pretty good one. Not familiar yeah. with it. But any- it's just, uh, what's his name? Little, little Dicky. Dicky. Mm, yeah, yeah, Little Dicky has a show called Dave. It's pretty much like a mockumentary of his life uh, startup, and it, it's all right. It's pretty good. But one of his songs is Save That Money. Uh, I'm familiar with Save That Money. It's a classic. Yeah. It's a classic. It's a classic in the rap industry, right? <laughs> oh, all right, so what are what do we got for our events, Bradley? All right, yeah. So so we got to talk about some events, and they're kind of unique. Um, this weekend, there is on Saturday and Sunday an Inside Esports Standard 2022 Invitational Qualifier. So these tournaments are single elimination, and the uh, winner will get an invitation to their end of the month um, invitation, which I think is at the end of July. So it's coming up. 5k tournament but these tournaments oh well also i'll just get to the sunday hooglin is also running standard 2022 open sponsored by cool stuff inc that's at 11 a.m uh eastern and what's interesting about these tournaments is they're the week after a new standard set releases and it's just straight into the standard 2022 format now you might ask <laughs> yourself what that is do either of you know i, I know do. what it is do you okay well let's pretend you don't all right so the interesting thing what about standard it, 2022 is it is a format that only includes the four sets that won't be rotating when the next uh, standard set comes out this fall. So the only sets you can play with are Zendikar Rising, Call Time, Strixhaven, and the new Dungeons & Dragons set. So a very unique uh, thing and a real big middle finger to... to uh, to uh l drain <laughs> yeah no kidding i mean honestly it makes a lot of sense that they're trying to rush into that because normally week one standard tournaments have been sweet right like scg opens the week one standards and then we'd usually go into a pro tour right like i mean that timeline you know was the same for many years in a row and those first tournaments were hyped but right now this standard format does not seem as hyped whoa, just whoa, because whoa, whoa. hold up hold hold the phone i'm holding it are you telling me back in the day yeah that your major standard tournaments were a couple weeks after set came out not a week before a new set came out i know it's crazy like you would just get new cards and then all of a sudden it would be up to the pros to to build new decks yeah it's crazy instead of talking about them during the broadcast we would actually just play with them the week they came out or like one week after i mean it was it was nuts mind blown because last weekend if you didn't know i had to play a very important standard tournament i recall yeah this was just a few days ago yeah and yeah. It, it, it had all the new cards in it right no it had none of them oh okay okay yeah they but, even called one of our tournaments after a set that is about to come out we didn't get to play with them 
blowing my mind, Corey. Blow my mind. Anyway, right, I know, stop. I know. I'll stop. So you got right. to well, yeah, you got so, to play not with the new. You got to play a standard tournament right before a new set released, uh, without knowledge that you were playing for anything. <laughs> is that is that the without knowledge that we were playing for anything <laughs> yeah, big? Yeah, cool. That's that sounds like a delightful <laughs> tournament. I'm glad I wasn't involved in that because I had already been mathematically eliminated. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you would have been like, wow, if I knew this was going to matter, you could have told me and I would have tried in the first week when I thought it mattered before it didn't matter. And then I was out when it mattered again. Right. And Brian was going to try way harder if he knew it mattered the whole time. I, I know it. Weren't you just yeah. saying to me, Brian, like if I had an incentive of $50,000, I would still be a professional magic player and streaming to this day. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Oh, I knew it. Do you hear that, wizards? <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, if they want to pay me fifty thousand yes. dollars to stream again, I'll do it. You know. <laughs> God, I'm tempted to do that. I miss your streams. What? Uh, pay him fifty thousand dollars? All right, let's start low. I'll pay you five dollars a month. <laughs> All right, I'll give you ten bucks but, worth but of Trident layers. You only get half. You'll pay. That, you okay? pay Amazon. <laughs> for yeah. <laughs> their prime for amazon prime and then i'll get two dollars yeah. of that that's your best that's exactly and 50 cents that's your best offer there that's the best yeah. we can do yeah that's good once a month but i will promote myself for giving you money and have you say my name on your stream cool yeah that sounds lovely yeah. Okay, yeah. he's in. Cool, he's in. All right, perfect. <laughs> I expect to see you tomorrow. Anyway, um, but yeah, so I'm actually excited about Center 2022. I've been building some decks. I'm going to stream it uh, today, I guess, when this comes out. Uh, while you're at Versus, I'm just going to use your stream setup and just play some Center 2022. Um, I'm pretty sure that Blue Red Dragons is going to be the best deck and the format will fall apart. But if that doesn't, I'll be very happy. Okay, fair enough. I'm just like, there's like a, a few new dragons. There's a dragon rock. There's Prismari Command that seems like it'll be good at ramping. And then there's a time walk. And it's like, all right, I don't think this like mishmash of any of these other decks that don't really even have good aggressive curves are going to compete with that. <laughs> like they just won't. <laughs> I love that we're both going to be playing some dragons uh, tomorrow during versus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, got, we got that Kibler Commander fever. Damn right. But uh, I'm, excuse me, Bradley, are you trying to take away viewers from the best show on every Tuesday and Thursday from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern time? I will not be because I'm playing a different format, non-compete. Oh, okay. All right. I'll stream right. to YouTube Touché. or something. I don't care. I just want to play. Yeah. Facebook Live. Let's go. <laughs> Hell yeah. Next, next I'll search. just stream directly to Brian's yeah. computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we know we won't be competing there. <laughs> well, to Mixer or Brian's computer? Oh. <laughs> to Brian's computer, excuse me. Um, but yeah, so, so I'm excited. To I got a little bit of an issue here, though. You guys are only hitting 50% yeah, of the base. Corey's playing dragons and Brad's, Brad's playing dragons. Who is playing dungeons? What are you guys? Oh, doing? no one. They're, they, they're the limited players. Oh my. Not a yeah, yeah. Ben Stark, Benjamin Stark will be playing that uh, cool. on Thursday. He will be venturing cool. in. <laughs> yeah. Cunio, Mike Sigrest, <laughs> Ryan Sachs. Cool. I don't know. A lot of people. Okay, fine, yeah. fine. As long as somebody's playing dungeons, I mean, come on. Can't have dragons only. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, it, it, I don't know if you've looked through the set, but it, it really drags on to get through mm. it. <laughs> have to really crawl through it to get to the end. We really have to, yeah. Can we venture to the next topic already, guys? Oh, wow, Corey. Corey just on. Uh, has to keep on. Uh, all right, fine. I mean, it's only been 10 minutes. We're good. We usually go way longer. But Yeah, I just I just wanted to make a bad yeah. venture joke, to be honest. I don't care what y'all do. All right, fine, Corey. We'll go to our next topic. All right, I, the next topic is 800,000 reasons why wizards bribe their competitive players. All right, oh, let's do yeah. it. <laughs> no, so so yesterday a big announcement came out where Wizards said, for those of you who don't know, uh, that the prize pool is going to stay the same for the World Championship at that two hundred fifty thousand, but every competitor going to it, which is sixteen players, will get a fifty thousand dollar appearance fee, which totals the prize pool to fifty thousand dollars more than a million than it previously was. Um, and this is obviously a another one of Wizards backpedals after the community actually cared. Um, yeah. This was not, you know, this, we can't, we don't have to, you know, like lie to ourselves. The competitive players saying, hey, where did our money go? Didn't do anything. It was like all of the big names in content with Magic and even some bigger brands than the ones that are in our communities on social media and stuff like that. Took, took and talked about this because mm -hmm. Wizards did say they were going to give a million dollars to Worlds and now they cut it by, you know, 75%. And so uh, they quickly switched back, much like the pay the pros, where they just change it back and they're like, yeah, sorry, our bad. Um, yeah. Great decision, but it's also not a decision that they made for great reasons. Yeah, it really, it really feels like to me, if people were just quiet and like, yeah, you know, the that sucks, the money is gone and just kind of, you know, didn't make a big deal about it, would they have changed or would they have just left it with the 250K payout? I think they probably just would have left it, you know, but it was definitely a call to an outreach or an outrage from, from everyone, pro players, you know, content creators, everyone. I mean, uh, it's just too much pressure. I, felt. I, I, I don't know if I agree with that. Like, no, you know? I mean, I, I don't, I don't think we really know the reasons why it happened. Like, I think it is just as likely that they just like don't know what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like they just forgot about them about uh, you know offering a million dollars. Yeah, Ryan, I am going to I'm going to say. Possibly. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean that article. I never that thought article about from 2019, like that said that they were going to do a million dollars thing. Like I, I legitimately, like, I don't yeah. think that any of those same people even work in that department anymore. Like. I legitimately think they were just like, all right, what's an amount of money we should do for this tournament? $250,000. Okay, let's do it. Like, because uh, so much of the world stuff, like, it's not like they had planned worlds far in advance anyway, you know? Like, no, oh, I never mm -hmm. thought about that. That's actually like, that's it's a possibility. A, yeah. I, I, yeah, it's very possible, but it doesn't make me feel no, better. It's, but it's no, possible. It doesn't make anyone feel better at, at all. But it's like, I, I just, yeah. I don't even know. I mean, I'm not even saying that that's what happened because I, I obviously I don't know, but I, I don't really think that any of us know the actual details of why this happened the way that it did. But I yeah. strongly suspect that there was just Matt. I, I strongly suspect that it was like mostly just massive incompetence that led to everything that happened. Yeah, one one thing that would really kind of make me mad though, if I was in the seat of you know either of you two, um, I guess Brian, not so much with you. With are you auto relegated, right? Are you auto relegated to one of the gauntlets? Me, I'm I'm just auto relegated. Yeah. 
Okay, gotcha. But like the people that were like borderline about to make it to one of the gauntlets or be auto-relegated for this last league weekend, knowing what you knew going into it, it was like the stakes weren't that high. So a lot of people probably didn't put in the max amount of effort similar to the year the MPL was out, right? Like we didn't know we were playing for that much. You know, me personally, I would have went to a couple extra GPs because I was so close, you know? And it's the same kind of thing for this last league weekend. I think there's a lot of people that were at that precipice where they could make it to an MPL gauntlet or a rivals gauntlet would have tried a lot harder if this announcement came before league weekend. So that's the only thing that, it, you know, is, is would be really annoying for that one last tournament last oh, weekend. I mean, I was definitely in that. Like, I actually got yeah. lucky because going into the last round, I thought I might have to, I was in a win and in for the gauntlet. And then I realized that I just didn't know the system and actually eight MPL members make the MPL gauntlet and not six. So yeah. and I was locked in. So that was really cool. But I didn't try because of that very reason. But I don't actually, I'm not sad about that because they might not have made the, the decision until this week. Yeah, and that's very true. And they don't want to rush anything, right? Um, yeah. and but, but at least they did it now before the gauntlets. So now the people that are in the gauntlets, they are going to try for this. I, I mean, I bet I can speak for you, Brad, that this MPL gauntlet just, you know, perked you up a little bit. I bet you're going to put some actual hard work into it. Oh, I definitely will. Yeah. And I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be situated too here. You know, like the, the move yeah. really messed up two of my gauntlet weekend or my, my league weekends, mm -hmm. but, but yeah, I'll definitely be trying for this tournament. I have most of August to test for it. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And nice. um, yeah, I'm definitely going to, to care about this. So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with what happened. I, I never thought about that though, Brian, that's a really interesting thing that it's just, it was pure negligence and they just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, they're not going to mention that they're, they're never going to write that, right? Like they're, they're just going to say, shouldn't. yeah, exactly. So that's a, that's a certain reason that we'll never know if it's actually true. Unless we talk to someone that maybe is out of wizards that, you know, is willing to talk about or something, some kind of crazy thing like that. Yeah, but, businesses should just never talk about their underbelly, just like we should never yeah. tell people that we do blow right before every show. Oh, yes, absolutely. Bubblegum. Yeah. Bubblegum. I do Bazooka <laughs> Joe, personally. Uh, you man, switched I'm, I'm a Trident Layers. I'm a Trident Layers kind of guy. Get out. Yeah. Get the fuck I'm gonna, out. Say later. I'm an, I'm an <laughs> Eclipse of the Heart. <laughs> Are you the total eclipse of the heart? Yes, I take it all the total eclipses. Okay, beautiful. Especially when Brian's around, am I right? No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't really know like what happened with that stuff. I don't know. It's 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 whatever the reason. I'm glad that they put the money back because like. Even yeah. though it, yeah, in my heart of hearts, it's still like a million dollars for an online worlds. I know they promised it back before COVID and it should be there and they shouldn't be taking money out <clears> of the <throat> system at all. But it still doesn't feel like a million dollar tournament. I don't know. This whole mm -hmm. season has just been a calamity yeah. of errors where it just it feels it feels like a fucking fever dream of a magic system. Yeah. None of it feels right. <laughs> Yeah. But what? Yeah, one. Yeah, I totally agree with you, bro. But one nice thing looking forward at these gauntlets now. I mean, I I don't know if I'm going to be commentating them or not. But even not, I cannot wait to watch them now. Like when there's that much on the line, just think of how how pumped someone's going to be from that challenger gauntlet. You know that that gets a chance to play in a tournament for worlds 
or you know the MPL gauntlet that that last match winner takes home min 50k it's like these are real stakes that people are going to you know really care about and it's going to be fun to watch well the challenger gauntlet has a bunch of it has four slots to worlds oh does it yeah yeah oh they, that, holy shit yeah like the 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 yeah the initial system was to bring a lot of challengers into the MPL gotcha uh, yeah and then they 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 switched things around but yeah i couldn't remember if challenger gauntlet just went uh, uh put you into a rivals or mpl gauntlet some, some if of you them, did well some of them will end up in other gauntlets i believe gotcha. maybe the rival gauntlet i can't exactly remember the whole system because i don't even know any of about it because i read it once or you, you didn't um, remember the article from 2014 d detailing how <laughs> these different systems worked <laughs> come on no, no, and I'm not even going to lie. We were even just kind of going over it loosely over the broadcast, and I'm still not 100%. Like, it's still a little bit of a tricky system, I must say. It, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's a little complicated. Have you ever watched basketball? Now, I'm, I'm real going boomer here, but I know some of you are going to know what I'm talking you're about. You're damn right. I and have I, a little you're basketball. It. So, there is a scene. One of the commentators was the guy from Jason Bateman, I think. I'm pretty sure. Um, I I need to. I I'm not sure. One of I the commentators wanna... is Jason Bateman, or is that what you said? I'm pretty sure he's just baiting us. Are you just baiting us? Okay, maybe 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 he wasn't in basketball. I think he was, but whatever. <laughs> in 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 basketball, there was a uh where they were gonna make the 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 playoffs and the playoffs there's they just had an entire ridiculous scene where the two commentators are trying to explain the playoffs and it is the literal most convoluted mess you could possibly <laughs> yeah, imagine yeah. it was like five minutes of explaining like if this team wins then this team goes to this blah 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 and it's just obviously just a joke about how stupid and ridiculous yeah. it is but everything about mpl reminds me of this scene now <laughs> No, nothing yeah. has ever reminded me of the scene, but for the last year and a half, I read the shit and I hear the commentators in my head. Yeah, that's about right. That All is about right. It's just eight hundred thousand Rutherford B crazy dollars being added back into the prize pool. Have you seen? Have you, if you're winning in the game, you're winning in life. Have you seen that episode of Always Sunny, Corey? I. It sounds familiar, but I can't you picture have to it. Watch it. It is the most perfect analogy for pro magic i've ever seen in my life it is what okay. what is it like the gang plays la laser tag or something like that it's the well the gang goes to laser tag it's uh it was the last season all right i'm writing it down now to remind yeah, myself i can, it's an episode of always sunny where they're like 30 year olds beating up on little kids at laser tag to try to win this like prize money that they can use okay. but like everything in there if you just think about it in the context of professional magic or just competitive magic in general it, it's just it's just the same vibe. it's such a perfect analogy that it's it i i don't i can't even do it justice you just have to watch it specifically that episode yes <laughs> yes i'm in i'll check it out uh. yeah it's the last episode it's the last episode in season 14 though it's it's perfect. It, it it is the perfect episode. Like I watched it, and then I went downstairs to Brian. I'm like, you have to come upstairs and watch this episode yeah. with us. Like, <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, I'll check it out. All right, but yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, let's actually let's let's move on from this. I'm happy the money's there. Yeah. Not happy yeah. for the reasons, but also I there there's not a bone in my body that's going to get outraged anymore. I'm yeah. just 
I'm just I'm just in the system. I'm doing what I'm going to do. And I'm not going to like like they've like they've lost my confidence. They can get it back, but my confidence is gone. I'm just going to accept whatever the stuff is. And I don't know if I'll buy into professional man. Like I want to play magic 2022. You know, I want to play magic. I'm not going anywhere, but like with the OP system, whatever. (laughs) Well, Brad, uh, eventually you have to go somewhere because this, we only have this house for one more month. So, you know, you, you can't just stay here. I just signed a lease today and it wasn't even a good lease, but I signed it. Okay. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I've got a place for the 20th. Don't know if my stuff's going to be there on time, but do you have confidence in your lease or your stuff arriving? You got to have confidence in something. I feel if you don't have confidence in Pearl Magic. They will definitely take my money and give me the keys on the 20th. I do not know if my stuff will be there then though. I I would highly doubt it. Excellent. Excellent. Well, at least it's all about the friends you made along the way. (laughs) Yeah, And and the, and the, and the mattress I bought on Amazon that I'll be using for a month. (laughs) For for the inevitable future. Did you get a my pillow? I no, I did not get a my pillow. I mean, I did just buy two pillows, but they were not my pillows. I have been gifted a my pillow the last two years. Non ironically though. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> wasn't great <laughs> the my pillow guy is just a piece of shit right like that's the yes. whole joke oh, a total yeah. piece of shit yeah okay okay <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't positive that's... i remember seeing something in the, the my pillow but... guy he actually took seven hundred fifty thousand dollars away from the prize pool oh my god yeah, really yeah. And, and yeah like, it, it doesn't even so. it doesn't even have to be 11 30 in the morning for him to be a piece of shit. He's always a piece of shit. Fair, fair, okay. Yeah, okay. honestly, the, the Twitter discourse around the world stuff was just really annoying to me. Because it's like, I, I don't know, I, I maybe I'm stupid here, and maybe I'm the one who's wrong, but the idea that I, I just don't, like, people are like, they only gave back the 800000 because they couldn't get away with it. And I was like, what? They did get away with it. They did it. They got away with it. Like, I, I don't I don't know. Like, I think it's a good thing that they put the money back for whatever reason. Like, even if it's a, even if I it's mean, a you cynical- never know. There was like lawsuit talk, right? Like there, it, it legitimately could have came down to some some legal action, right? Since I mean, that was promised way, to the, the players. Only, the only way that that's possible. Yeah. Is if our contracts, and I'm not a lawyer, I don't I don't know anything about this stuff. Yeah. But I, I did hear from someone in a conversation that I didn't really even want to be in, but I'm gonna listen, yeah. you know? Because <laughs> like I don't care about the shit anymore. I should, I know I should. I mean, I mean, I've listened to Brian Gottlieb on there talking about how like there's like, you know, some amount of us pros that like are not allies. And I'm like, I don't really take I don't like the way that he's talking, but at the same time, like I am kind of in that, like, I'm just going to shut up and do my thing and it's still going to promote magic, but I need to put food on the table. And that's, that's, that's the business I've created around myself, you know? And, and I don't have any fight left for this stuff, but our contracts maybe potentially, um, even if we sign them, some of that, that written stuff isn't even legal. Like it can't even be in the, in the contract. Hmm. Um, you know, like, and so like, maybe like they put it in there thinking that it's, it's on the up and up, but you can't actually do it. So maybe there is a, a way that we could have actually sued. Yeah. Um, but I don't know any of that. That's just all, you know, people talking. Um, yeah. yeah. Plus the yeah, concept no, of being sense. an ally to a player base that treated MPL players like dog shit. The moment we signed the contract, fuck that. 
Oh, I yeah. agree completely with that. I, mean, yeah. I, I, I yeah. have no love towards the decisions that Watsi has made. Like, I, I have zero loyalty towards Watsi at this point and whatever. But I also have zero loyalty to the Magic community that treated us like complete shit the moment we signed the MPL contract. Fuck them. Like, honestly. I, I, I don't owe them yeah. anything. You say and it. I, like, I... It was it was absurd how how much negative stuff came at the people that just played magic well for a year yeah. and you you did nothing but accept a contract but yeah people were some of the responses on just your guys's normal status and be like oh yeah you know eat the pros kind of bullshit like that it it really was absurd yeah like I, I have zero interest in being an ally for people who are gonna be like entitled toxic dick bags like that so yeah. Well said. That should be the title of our episode. <laughs> Entitled Toxic Dick Bags. Talk about magic. <laughs> Can we rebrand? <laughs> yeah. All right. Welcome to this week's podcast of the Entitled Dick Bags. Wizards, why the fuck do we not get a preview card? Come on. <laughs> oh, too good. Too good. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's move on. I agree with everything that you said, Brian, and um, I, I definitely think that that is a good place to end that conversation and move yep. on to what D&D uh, from the Forgotten Realms cards will be good in standard. And that's the show. Let's get and to let's the, cast and, the cast and crew. <laughs> right, Adam, <laughs> BBD's personal hype man. What up? All right. <laughs> no, honestly, though, it's it's we're joking about it in the sense that just saying these cards are pretty bad. But I have just been kind of smashing my forehead against a wall trying to build decks for versus live and look around stuff for this last two weeks of preview season and it's hard these cards are not good yeah they, they can't compete, to throne, they can't, they can't yeah. compete with standard we're gonna have the same standard format yeah. with maybe a few dual lands here and there and maybe <laughs> there's a few things like yeah. i mean let's let's talk about let's talk about a card that i think is actually going to be very good for standard um what and you got we're going to start with burning hands colorless red Burning Hands deals two damage target creature or Planeswalker. If that permanent is green, Burning Hand deals six damage instead. Now, this is part of the mm -hmm. enemy cycle. There's an enemy cycle in the set. Um, and the red one, I think, is the most playable because it's the one that interacts with Lovestruck Beast for a red deck, which has been one of the constant problems. Or don't forget Primetime and Modern. That's, that's a real deal yeah. as well. Yeah, who, who the fuck cares about Modern? Um, uh, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I do, I do. I do care about modern. I'm going to start playing, but that's a good. I, that's a good one. I didn't know that that was a big problem. Yeah. 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 It's an amulet. amulet. I don't know. Do, you have, do you have room? <laughs> yeah, I guess if you if you have room just for an anti one card, one yeah. one deck card. Yeah, but it, it's just one of the best decks. I wouldn't be too shocked um, if it's played. You know, but we'll we'll see. It also just kills Dryad, which is a big deal and a tough card to to kill as well yeah but i mean this is definitely yeah. a card that a mono red deck in standard is going to want to play because there's so many love struck decks there's this also kills gargaroth like yeah oh yeah. yeah no this is a huge pickup for mono red decks and yeah there's pretty much no way to deal with those cards except for like a crow in war or people were playing soul seer to deal with love struck beasts and it's like damn those cards are well, a Crown War is great, but Soul Seer is not a good card for yeah, standard. Yeah, Hands would be oh, huge yeah. for that blue red deck against like Soul Tie slash whatever. Just ability to kill those big things. Kills Coma too. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 huge. I think that this is going to be good for Mono Red if that's still a deck. But blue red gets a huge upgrade against green decks. 
Mm -hmm. uh, two mana is a lot to kill an edge wall innkeeper, but not a lot to kill a lovestruck beast. I mean, you still have a uh, yeah. pressure to kill ed edge wall at this point, so. Yes. And we could say that sentence about basically every card. Be like, well, you still have Bone Crusher to solve every problem you want in standard yeah. for the next you know, three months. <laughs> That's probably what happened with the $800,000. We just sent Bone Crusher to Wizards. Yeah. Yep. That's it. That's it. <laughs> solve our problems. But yeah, I think that is going to be the highest impact card from the set, which is weird. And maybe I'm really? wrong. I think it'll be the most played card from this set in standard. I could buy that. Yeah, I could absolutely buy that. Moving on, I, I want to move on to my favorite card from the set, but they also did it dirty. Um, okay. It's Loyal Warhound. <laughs> when Loyal Warhound enters the battlefield, if an opponent controls more lands than you, search your library for a basic planes card, put it onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle. At that point, that this card had some big swings for me because I love Night of the Wind Orchid. This can't search out a snow planes for um, your snow basic you know, configuration. And it comes Are to play. Sure? Yeah, basic. It says basic planes. Yeah, but snow planes, I think, were still considered basics. Are they? Yeah. I they thought are. so. Yeah. Yeah. Be, yeah. yeah. It's still a basic land. Yeah. No, I, I'm pretty sure this gets oh, yeah, snow. It's a basic it, snow land. Yeah, but it, it just doesn't get triumphs or anything like that, which would be cool. Um, you know, and like binding goes and finds that. So it's not really adopting that, but you can still get a snow planes for sure. Okay, well that's really good, but coming into play tapped yeah. is 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 the sad thing. Yeah, yeah. Because but this is still, I think, a card that's going to see play. Um, I'm really excited about it. These are the kind of this is the kind of card that makes white good, white creature decks good, because when you're on the draw, <laughs> you can't just curve out one, two, three, four, or whatever. You need to like do a little bit more robust stuff with mana. And this is yeah. gonna accelerate you. So like you're able to have like five mana on turn three so you can interact with something and deploy another threat. Um, I thought it was huge back in the day. Neither way I could really help the humans decks. This is even easier to cast. So this will be in multicolored decks much more easily. Mm -hmm. um, super happy. This is my favorite card in the set by far. You know, uh... yeah. And I even love like, I, sorry, BBD, I want to make one point. I even love like just when you're on the draw with this kind of card and there's actually some pretty good four converted mana cost white cards that got previewed, you know, like Icing Death Frost Tyrant is awesome. And even Grandmaster Flowers, which we're going to talk about a little bit later, curving into that on the draw for turn three, like even that is completely fine. I think that really works, right? You have to be, you can only, you have to play Loyal Warhound on turn three. So you're really, you're curving into oh, a five Oh yeah, draw. that's right. Uh, that, that's a good point. Okay, that is less good. You know, the last time that uh, I played Knight of the White Orchid, Brad, was in the you, world you, championship where I won fifty thousand dollars plus twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, didn't they tell you they actually took away that fifty thousand dollars? And you, yeah, you you have to get after them to get it back. But they just took it out of your bank really? account. Wizards this time. is now the U.S. Uh, government, the IRS. <laughs> I didn't yes, know that. Yes, that that yes. is news to me. So. Yeah. They rolled a d20, hit 20. They now run the world. Yeah. All right. Well, those those are my favorite cards. I don't really care what we talk about next, but I think we should talk about maybe, you know, our customer complaint uh, office's favorite card. Oh, you're talking about, you're talking Which about is? Imrith Desert Dune? I am talking about Imrith Desert Dune, Sheen Sarani's favorite card uh, by far. Mm. Yeah, this one's right, interesting. So it's a All legendary right. creature dragon for three blue blue. 
with flying. Imrith Desert Doom has Ward 4 as long as it's untapped. Whenever Imrith deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. Then if you have fewer than three cards in hand, draw cards equal to the difference, 5-5. Five, five. So effectively, this is like mom dragon lord can we can Ojitai. we have dragon lord ojatai we have dragon lord ojatai <laughs> at home that's i'm Earth desert dude <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I don't know Pretty about much. that like if this connects and you have like you, you attack you have two cards in hand you attack they try to kill it you counter it and then draw two cards that's absurd yeah, the one thing that I, I I totally agree with you, but for me, I'm wondering if there's going to be a deck that empties its hand really effectively. Like it's just blue and and keeping cards in hand, you know, go together pretty well. Um, I, I'm just curious what that deck looks like where you have just, you know, dealt with a bunch of creatures and then play this and you have that small amount of cards already. Is it just like an is it deck? Or? Yeah, I don't know either because it, this is also a blue five drop. Any deck that's capable of casting a blue mm -hmm. five drops usually not hellbent, you know, at that point in the game. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So I'm wondering if people like try to put this in control decks, you know, like Shaheen Sarani will probably try. And then it's just when it connects, you draw a card basically every time, unless, you know, you're really late and attritioned out of the game. Or if there is another shell that maybe is a little bit more aggressive where you can utilize that card difference a little bit more. What do you guys think? I think this is worse than Dragon... I, I mean, Dragon Lord Ojitai is a very powerful card that saw a good bit of play, so that's not a knock against this card, but I think this card is worse than Dragon Lord Ojitai. Um, for one, at the point that you cast it in the game, Ward 4 is not hexproof. Like, your opponent can still just play a 2-mana removal spell and pay 4, and, you know... They can pay six mana to kill it mm -hmm. um, if, yeah. if they want to, like at the end of turn or something. And then uh, draw, I think the ability to draw a card or draw cards equal to the difference of three or less, I think that's generally speaking going to be worse than getting to look at three cards and choosing one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I, I, I completely agree with that. Um, the only reason I do kind of like it is if you can combo it like, this is just a this is just saying that all, all runs epiphany is a messed up card and something that I still think is going to be great and after rotation even better. Um, Ooh, that card has yeah. just seemed so messed up and this alongside that like if this if you ever connect and then get to take turns and connect again it's like oh oh man. god yeah if you if you foretell all runs and just cast this into all runs like that is pretty disgusting. Yeah the the power level I would I would associate with this card is cavalier the blue cavalier. Um, they, okay. they, they yeah, awesome play. Awesome play. they feel like very similar power level cards. Oh, wow. I I think this is better. I think this is better. I think as it's well. worse, but wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I can't wait to play with it and see like, like I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, uh, thinking you're wrong. It's just, I'm blown back by that thought. Yeah. I mean, it, this is realistically, it, out of every card in the set, has to be still top five as far as power level goes. Probably, you know? at least in yeah. standard. Definitely top ten. I would say it's definitely, definitely top. Uh, Are you just looking how many cards are in the total set, Brian? For sure, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> well, thank, thank. All right, now, now, thanks for having me on the podcast. You're, thanks for thanks for being here all right so so let's talk about another card with ward and talk about the land now i don't even know what it's called because i don't have a 
English art for it. Um, the blue, the blue rare land. This is the land that Corey that tried anyone? to get me with the other day. Hall of the Storm Giants. Hall, yes, Hall, of Hall of the Storm Giants. Yeah, it, this is. Uh, we talked a little bit. I guess we did talk about it, but I after seeing the whole list, I do think that the green one, which makes an XX, is very mm-hmm. interesting. But a seven seven giant like finisher blue land. I, yeah. I, I thought about it. it's like if you get late in the game and you just have eight mana open, like how you can never tack into it, and, like with counter magic and oh, it just yeah. It, I do think that this land is going to yeah. be good. I think this land is the best one out of them too. And like I even ran into a spot where that exactly happened to me. Brad is like I had some decent creatures to attack, couldn't really attack into it, and then when I finally wanted to make an attack, I was at ten, and this dragon plus this land was on the battlefield. You know, Ross was just able to go, okay, end step, double removal spell on your two blockers, attack for 12, kill me. And it was really hard to play around. So I, I think those kind of scenarios are going to come up a lot. And I think this is definitely the best of the lands. With the red one as a close second, because I, I do think that, you know, bringing a token with you when you attack for a total of five or, mana commitment is two, not bad. Don't forget two if you double activate it. I love that ability. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I yeah. mean, that is a lot of mana. If you just have nine mana laying around in your aggressive well, red deck. When you, when you got to finish a game, you got to finish a game, right? That's true. Yeah, That's I think this uh, blue I mean, land is a far more exciting control card than the dragon. Like, I think the dragon is, is a good <clears> card, <throat> but I think it's less of a control card and more of like a top-end mid-range type card but this land strikes me as like oh well i don't i don't believe control exists anymore like i consider is it dragons a like that that is the most controlling you really get right soul tie is the most controlling you get um yeah like i i i i think mid-range is control now just because of how things operate in this format Speaking of that, though, what about what about this card in Soltai Ultimatum? You know, just as as the go to five drop cultivating into this and then Ultimatum is one of those decks that actually gets pretty low on cards with how much you ramp and stuff. That could but be a possibility. Gar- Gar- Gargaroth can also yeah, draw a card and is a much is Gar- better. I think Gar- better? like much better than this card. I mean, okay. unless they, I unless it. you sideboard these so that when they bring burning hands in, you have yeah. this. But also, I don't think this this isn't as good as like a defensive card as Gargaroth against like a beatdown deck. That's definitely true. But this That's is way true. better against Giant Killer. Seven mana, they don't have it. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think this is really going to raise the equity of like spell pierce or something. But think of how big of a blowout it is pointing something, you know, a two mana removal spell and paying ward four. It's like, okay, well, you're clearly tapped out. Spell pierce, you know, spell pierce isn't legal. That might be a big factor why spell pierce is probably not (laughs) going to be that good in standard. But on the talk of one mana removal spells, this does get disputed for one and Gargaroth doesn't. Jonathan, will you edit out spell peers and edit in a negate for that? And uh, thank you. I appreciate it. I say you edit in a test of talents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it, my talents were Corey failed. I think you, I think you yeah. didn't say please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say my talents are not at knowing exactly, you know, which counter spells are in a set. That is for sure yeah. a week. oh too good too good all right well uh moving on moving on let's talk about um the card that i wrote about on star city games this last week um which is grandmaster of flowers and monk of the open hand now grandmaster of flowers is the white planeswalker there's a planeswalker for every color in this set which is kind of cool they don't usually do that Uh, Mm -hmm. just a ton of planeswalkers what sucks about this amount of planeswalkers it does feel like they have um 
definitely like spread the the quality for the quantity. Um, but the but so when I read Grandmaster Flowers, I thought it was gonna suck because white planeswalkers usually suck, and all the other planeswalkers in the set aren't that great. But I was pleasantly surprised. And and here's what it does: it's two colors, white, white for three loyalty. Uh, as long as Grandmaster of Flowers has seven or more loyalty counters on him, he's a seven-seven Drake Dragon God creature with flying and indestructible. And he has a legendary planeswalker Bahamut. So this is the flavor of of the DD. It's Bahamut. Mm-hmm. Plus one, target creature without first strike, double strike, or vigilance can't attack or block uh, until your next turn. And then plus one, search your library for or graveyard. I didn't even know it said or graveyard. That's insane. For, yeah, I learned that yesterday as well. <laughs> yeah. For a card named Monk of the Open Hand, reveal it and put it in your hand. If you search your library this way, shuffle. Uh, Monk of the Open Hand, that can be searched through it for Grandmaster Flowers, is a one mana, one one elf monk. And has the ability Flurry of Blows. Whenever you cast your second spell each turn, put a plus one plus one counter on Monk of the Open Hand. Okay, so that actually, because you can search graveyards, you probably only need to play three Monk of the Open Hand in your decks. Um, also, why the hell do we even need to have that text Flurry of Blows? Like, it's, you know, it's the flavor of the set, Corey. It's these are oh. these are spells that you could cast in D anD. d Ah, or okay. like, things, I was like that's you pretty self-explanatory. If you just put whenever you cast your second spell each turn, put a one-one counter on it. You have, that's pretty self-explanatory. You whatever. must not have been keeping up with like the articles about the set. This is like the D and D set, so like there's a lot of like common cards that choose one or the other because D and D was always about like you know you go down, you see a goblin sleeping in a cave. What do you do? Yeah. And then, yeah, and and magic. The only really big decision is: should I go outside of the convention center to find the good bathroom, or should I wait in the shitty one inside? That's really the only choose yeah, your destination. Yeah, do I want to walk yeah. across the street to Subway yeah. or just it, eat this it, fucking it, terrible like, hot dog? Yeah. <laughs> it's like convention center food. It's like choose one: convention center food or secret bathroom. Like you know, uh, it's like yeah. And if you get the convention center fo- food, it's actually flurry of blows yeah. to your bowel. And then, you know, yeah, you have to deal with that the later that night. Just, yeah. A stranger approaches, look at his <laughs> shitty draft deck, make up an excuse and leave. <laughs> I, do, I do actually really love the flavor of this set. Like, I, it, it, yeah, including it is stuff like that, like the flurry of blows, all that stuff on the cards. I, I really like that. And... I don't know. I, I I think that's awesome. As for this card, I also think it's good. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, I, I'm curious what the best shell is. Like, I tried it in the mono white snow aggro deck on Versus, and it, it was really good, you know, about half the time. And then I was playing up against an aggro deck, and Ross went wide on me, and it was very bad, right? Like, it's not good against a, a going wide battlefield. But when he was trying to beat me with, like, Gargaroth, I was like, this card did some damage. Well, but Gar- you can't target Gargaroth. Oh, yeah, that's Vigilant. I totally targeted Gargaroth and shut that down. Really? Oh, totally did. I just realized that as I said it, that it has Vigilance. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure Ross did not t- attack with his Gargaroth. So, oh, that's yeah. What a noob. <laughs> yeah. What a noob. <laughs> what, I, what I enjoy about uh, Monk of the Open Hand the most is that... Anytime you activate Grandmaster of Flowers and fail to find, you really d- are just you just do have an open hand because your your opponent's yeah. like, well, you got <laughs> yeah. two cards in hand. They got two cards in hand, and uh, 
Yeah, they did. They didn't search for monks, so <laughs> I wonder what's in yeah. their hand. Yeah, I think it's interesting though because like you're almost like if 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 it was just search your library, you 100 percent should play yeah. four, right? But like with graveyard too, maybe maybe yeah, you could get away with three. just three. Yeah, I, I like that. I like I like that. There's a, an actual interesting deck building with this card. I don't know if you want to play mm -hmm. two or three of them. Um, I, I can't wait to play with this card. I do think it's pretty powerful, and also. White decks just always need a powerful top end, and I think that this is a good yeah. top end for what white what what white looks like right now with like all the three drops slowing the game down, like um, you know, Skyclave Apparition slowing your opponents down. You've got Paulo putting things in, into exile, and you have like some indestructible stuff, some tappers. Um, it just seems to go perfectly in that, and then eventually it can win the game on its own. Yeah. Just I think it. Monk of the Open Hand the is also thing... like legitimately a solid card. Like it, it's not like yeah. you're getting mm -hmm. like what was that Nissa? There was like some Nissa that searched for like an elf out of your deck, but it wasn't. It was the it was just the green green two. Okay, that one was actually wasn't that yeah. bad either. But yeah, it's like I I I like that you're actually getting a card that is like marginally playable you know you're not just getting a one one for one or something yeah. horrible like you're getting a card that can actually get bigger as the game goes on and is cheap enough to where it's not hard like successive copies of monk of the open hand make earlier copies bed better and like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That one, one thing one thing i will say about like real life applications comparing like that grandmaster of flowers versus Icing Death Frost Titan. It's just think if you're on the draw against these Is It Dragon decks, one of these plays is very good on turn four, and one of them is very, very risky. If you play Grandmaster of Flowers, tick up on anything, and they go Goldspan Dragon and can kill it immediately, it feels very bad. And if you're on the draw and you play Icing Death Frost Titan and they play Goldspan Dragon, their attack feels pretty bad, you know? So that's a big difference if Goldspan is still going to be as big as I kind of think it will be uh, in standard. Yeah. I think well, I'll probably yeah. both have a place. Like you, you maybe are just not mm -hmm. playing um, the angel anymore or something. You know, like yeah, I think that's for sure because this icing death frost tyrant it has looked good to me. Um, if you expect to play against a lot of gold spam dragons, yeah, it, it comes down to like time will tell with a bunch of these decisions. Okay. Also, like even if this isn't that good of a card in that matchup, it's not that big of a deal because you should have a plan outside of it. Cause I already think that mono white um, has a good blue red matchup. Yep. That could be, yeah, that definitely could be. Yeah. And so uh, we'll see Th this. I just feel like will help with some of the other more complicated matchups. Mm -hmm. um, like I like, I think this card could like swing games that against some of the more challenging matchups, like soul tie or, Things like that. I don't even think it'll be, you know, it's maybe like maybe it's good against red too. like just being able to stop Ember Cleave turns early. Yeah. Sultai, I don't know if I buy it with just binding, cleaning it up and it's not very fast and you can just ultimatum it. But you never know. I, I agree. It's going to be a great card worth testing and it, it definitely could be busted. Could be. a. Well, I'm not worried I, about binding really because know. like if I have a bunch of creatures in play, I don't want to deploy another creature that just gets swept. Yeah, where this actually true. can like reload my hand and start ticking up to be an actual threat. It forces them to actually have to play a certain way. That's that they might well, not have time to do. But I think <laughs> Heartless Act is still pretty effective against it, right? If you get to seven, you just remove three counters. 
Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. I never even thought of that. That's hilarious. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not ideal. <laughs> that would work, right? Can it I remove so. loyalty counters? It removes three counters. It has sure, counters yeah. on it. Because yeah. it removes like reach counter, you know? It removes literally yeah. reach counter if it gets put on from like Vivian and stuff. So hilarious. I love it. <laughs> oh, how heartless. Oh my god, that's right. so good. So maybe this card's gonna suck. Who knows? I mean, right. well, another card that I don't like. Just stops it from being a creature it's, it's a still, cool, well, it's a beautiful interaction i love interactions I mean, it's like still that. a planeswalker after that <laughs> happens like it's not like you're killing it yeah yeah, yeah. You, you bumped it down a granted, peg or two now it might be a granted, top you will planeswalker kill it Gargara, but yeah. <laughs> it'll already be dead before it gets to that point yeah yeah <laughs> well after rotation that won't happen just two more months two more months and we're done with fucking eldraine we can do it. I'm excited. Do you know why I know it's two months, Brian? Why? Oh, yeah. No, this let, is let me, Brian, do you know why I know it's two months bef when, before and then Eldraine will rotate? Uh, no. Why, why do you know? It's a good reason. Because in two months, I play my gauntlet. Oh, so you know that when you play your gauntlet. <laughs> the week after. The week the after. Week after. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not even a joke. It's really not. That and is, I can't believe it. That is, that still is so insane. It. It's like. All right. Think how sick standard's gonna be the week let's, after. Let's look we at play, the next. We play the biggest gauntlet. This might be the biggest, most intense magic tournament ever made. Of the right? year, for sure. Yeah, of oh, the yeah. year, for sure. Yeah. And then three days later, the whole standard format implodes. <laughs> so what is Worlds gonna be like? What's the set after the, the September set? Because that's Worlds is gonna be a week before that, so... Mm. Yeah, Worlds, Worlds, is, Worlds is. I don't remember the date, but Worlds formats already locked in with onslaught, block, and mirror yeah. and draft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Worlds the week after Worlds, uh, Secret Layer Nine actually drops. Uh, but yeah, that that's yeah, the Worlds only big is one. <laughs> Worlds is Ikoria draft, Strixhaven block, and you know, yeah, it's I don't know, it's absurd. Yeah. Uh, oh my god, it's War. It's War of the Spark Standard. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Getting back to the cards. There's one more I want to talk about just because I think it has the most hype around it and the most kind of mystery to me. And mm. that is Demolich. It is blue, 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 blue. And this is Skeleton Wizards. It's a 4-3. This spell costs blue less to cast for each instant and sorcery you've cast this turn. Whenever Demolich attacks, exile up to one target instant or sorcery from your graveyard. Copy it. You may cast that copy. Uh, you may cast Demolich from your graveyard by exiling four instants and or sorceries from your graveyard in addition to paying its other costs. So I don't know. I mean, modern, a lot of people have this as the the card that, you know, could get banned out of anything because it, it could work really well with, let's say, Metamorphose, Gutshot, um, you know, all these free spells in, in modern. But for standard, I even think there's a possibility it could be good. I mean, opt still in the format. You just start with four opt and go from there. But I don't know how to evaluate this card. What do you guys think? Uh, I think it is not as good as people think it is. I think four spells yeah. is a higher bar to clear than people people realize. Um, I think yeah. it has. I think it, it could be pretty good in standard, where like you're saying, like you can play an opt and play something else, and then cast it for two mana. Um, I think it could be pretty mm -hmm. strong there. 
but yeah, I'd be surprised if this is making waves in modern because it's like okay, you go through all these hoops, you like you cast four spells, you're not really like you're kind of spinning your wheels, and then you put a four three into play, it gets lightning bolted. Now it's like okay, yeah. uh, I have to exile four cards from my graveyard and cast more spells to play it again. Like I don't know. Yeah, like, I, I think, like, Thought Scour and stuff, like, there right now is a very good Is It deck that's playing Murktide Regent, Regavan, Thought Scour, Counterspell, um, you know, the Delirium, Unholy Heat, just a lot of good yeah. cards like that. And that deck puts four instants and sorceries into its graveyard very easy, very effectively. And it also has a bit of a combo with um murktide regent right like because if murktide regent's in play and you exile four cards you give it plus four yeah. plus four which is kind of cool i feel like those two cards are competing for the same yeah. slots though because like but like murktide regent is way more powerful because you cast all those spells and then it costs two blue right a, a different turn whereas yeah. whereas this yeah. you have to always play it on the same turn and the other problem i have with this card is like i don't know if the 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 recursion has to be very good on this card mm -hmm. because I don't even think that the three extra top power is worth it compared to just Dreadhorde Arcanist. Because yeah, that's just too honestly, mana. And I, I think that for this card to actually be very good, it had to have a come into play ability, right? Like bring a bring an instant or sorcery spell, you know, from your graveyard to your hand when it comes into play, and then have an ability when it attacks. Like that's what what would have made it really good. But yeah, I, I can definitely see it. It just dies right away and then doesn't accomplish anything. And you had to like spend a few turns potentially setting it up, so you might have lost some equity in the game by not playing interaction the way yeah. you wanted to. I think yeah, this card exactly. pigeonholes you into having to play your hand a very specific way. You know, I actually think it pigeonholes you into playing bad cards and yeah, that. I agree. What about in like, is it Phoenix and historic? You know, that seems like a, a deck where this could shine. Does that have any place there? Maybe over Sprite Dragon or one of the weaker creatures there? Well, Sprite Dragon no, is like a weak creature. the best creature of the deck. <laughs> yeah, I think that's actually the best card yeah. in the deck. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, Phoenix, like the trick about Phoenix, I learned this from Javier Dominguez. He'll probably yell at me for telling it. Uh, Andrea, do mm. not tell Javier I gave away a secret. Phoenix is the worst card in the deck. Uh, <laughs> we already lost Andrea. No, Andrea, Andrea lost is Andrea. here. Andrea is on his walk right now smiling because we said hey, his name. True. Um, yeah, he's on his walk. Him. He's in a park right now and he's smiling. <laughs> and now he might be and laughing. But Andrea, I just keep eating that gelato. We know you love it. Just get a, get a second Andrea, one. Andrea, this one's for you. <laughs> Oh, oh wow that is that is that is i guess high praise on the that was, my, podcast. Uh, um, that was my casting crew one i had wow yeah, that's a lot busted you better get another one sorry. but the what i was going to say is phoenix is the distraction it's literally not the main point of the, yeah. the deck you play phoenix yeah. so people play weird or, and put cards in their deck right um, yeah yeah the the sprite dragon is so good um yeah. but so, and stormwing and stuff yeah. but yeah like yeah like that this right here i don't think it's better than stormwing i don't think it's even better than crackling drake because like this card could come into play and start giving you some incremental advantage crack crackling drake just kills your opponent and draws a card when you cast oh, crackles. It and draws a card when you cast it yeah yeah no that's a good point all right yeah i i i was just curious what you guys thought i i was really iffy on if this card's playable busted or i just want it to be good i i don't have anything yeah. against demi lich it's just i look at like there's a lot of cards where i look at them and i'm like 
I just don't know what to do with them. And like, that's a problem, right? Because like in standards yeah. metagame, you look at like a card like Gargaroth and you're like, I cast it and it does its thing and I win, right? And and <laughs> and like adventure creatures, it's like they do their thing. They gave me card advantage, but at no cost. This card comes with a deck building cost. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how good it actually is, especially because like if you want to win a magic tournament these days in standard, you don't play opt. Opt is not a standard card. The reason opt is a modern card or a historic card is because of 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 Phoenix. Um, it has it has the ability to bring that back, but opt is you don't see opt in control decks, you know. I think that yeah. Demi Lich is a, is a good card, but I, I don't yes. like. I don't think the home is is the deck like the decks that people are talking about. Like I, I, I honestly think that it would go into some sort of almost non-blue deck because I don't think. Yes. <laughs> oh, you're just getting me excited. You're just getting me excited. Well, it's like I, I don't actually see this as being a like play it with opt, play it with thought scour type card. I see it more as a manamorphose. While you're doing other things, you get a free demi lich uh, type thing. I don't know. I want to play. I want to play a spell. I want to cast Metamorphose Thought Seize, Traverse the Ulvenwald for Demulich. Cast it. Like <laughs> I want Demulich as like a one yeah. of in a Traverse the Ulvenwald deck that I can like. Oh, I, my turn just did its thing. Play Demulich. That would be pretty sweet. And then just return Traverse and Traverse again in the next turn if all goes well. Or Thought Season, whatever. Like, it's just yeah, like... Yeah, that'd like, be kind of badass. I, I completely agree with you. Like, this is a blue card, but it even says you don't have to pay blue yeah. for it. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Like, you probably need at least one blue in your deck, maybe two, so sometimes you'll have to cast it. Um, yeah. And you can do that with Metamorphose. Yeah, mana. It, it pairs nicely um, with Morphose because you can go, like, Spell, Metamorphose, Blue, Blue play demi lich like or yeah or with dreadhorde arcanist that's kind of a that's kind of a good one with this maybe a rakdos arcanist list or something or grixis arcanist with like Stormcaller. it's just hard to cast um, that many spells yeah. yeah 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 that's fair like just an arcanist deck it's like you want you really want to like well you draw a lot i mean you draw a lot of cards so you just like kind of never run out of gas so you're always village rights and you're always claim faming. Oh, but like you if you're what? talking historic, that deck never plays more than two spells a turn, though, right? Never. Not once. No, no. I mean, like two instant or <laughs> sorceries. Not usually. Typically, it doesn't. Well, claim fame, attack with Arcanist, cast the third spell right there. That's three. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. And yeah, you can mill into it. But like, I don't know. I don't know. I think I, I I also think that this is the type of card that like somebody in next week is just gonna find where it goes and we're like, oh, why didn't yeah. we think oh, of yes. that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh yes, mono green spells. What were we thinking? Hey, yeah. as well with uh, <laughs> that the dinosaur or whatever. Which dinosaur the one from Modern Essence Two? Is it? I don't even know if it's a dinosaur. Oh, Thyrax or whatever. <laughs> I don't think that's. Yeah, spell, spell one. one. I don't think it's called Thyrax. <laughs> Thyroid, maybe. Like no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thyra- Thyrax. Um, yeah, I have no idea. We're, we're, well, anyway, we, we have to look it up now that I call it Thyrax. <laughs> yeah, we got to figure out what it was. Um, oh, it's Thrasta. Is it Thrasta? Thrasta. <laughs> oh yes. That's what it is. I like Thrynax. 
I prefer thyroid, but yeah. Yeah, the mixture of thyroid and Fresca yeah. combined creates that card. Uh, yeah. Well, well in, in the end, though, I do think that this set has a few cards that are interesting, but the rest of them are garbage. If you guys disagree with me, let us know on social media or on our streams. I'm actually going to be streaming... Uh, some standard 2022 today when people are going to be watching this when the set comes out. I'm skipping. And I'm going right to be doing way. a stream yesterday if you're listening to this oh, today. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure to catch it. <laughs> yeah, but that's about all the cards I got to talk about. You guys got anything else? No, I'm good. All right. Well, that brings us to our favorite part of the cast, and that is the cast and crew. If you want to be a part of the cast and crew, go to patreon.com slash bash bros podcast. Our $20 uh, supporters or higher get themselves a spot in our crew where they pay us and uh, do work for us. A job. It, is... I mean, it gets you a job. And right now, I mean, we're we're still like 900 jobs less in America than pre-COVID. So, you know. I mean, yeah, we're, we're helping that out slowly, but sure. We're, yeah. we're helping the government get you <laughs> off unemployment. <laughs> yeah, wow, wow, wow. So, yeah, come on in and, and uh, we'll, we'll say funny stuff about you. So, Brad, you want to kick it off? Yeah, Adam is up. It is BBD's personal hype man. Um, hmm. I don't know why Brian needs a hype man. But, but do you know uh, why I wouldn't Brian need gets a hype one. man? No, I actually don't. Yeah. Maybe, maybe because there's not enough room in your apartment. That is true. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's that's no fair. Room. That's there's fair. There's no, it is stand, it's standing room only in my apartment, which fortunately Adam <laughs> stands behind me. So it's, it works pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, I mean, if nobody's sitting, that would make sense, I guess. So next up, we got Brandon, and that is our official BBP spokesperson and scapegoat. So anytime we need to, you know, redact something from our podcast, the person who always takes the blame and takes the hit is Brandon. So thank yeah, you so much, Brandon. Anything we said that was horribly off base about the $800,000 today, that is Brandon. It's on yeah. Brandon. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, we got Eric. That is the BBP emotional support changeling. So uh, that basically is what it is. So I don't know. I lost completely lost my train of thought. Uh, I had something. It sounds like you need a emotionally supported changeling to come with Eric. Nope, go help BBD out. He's struggling. I had a thing I was gonna say, and I just I literally blanks. Oh, wow. Yeah. Unreal. All right. Well, and after after uh, people are done yelling at Brandon, we've got Steve, who is our general counsel and chief legal analyst. And that will help us for anything that maybe we said that uh, gets us into murky waters. Mm. Absolutely. And if we said anything that gets us into murky waters, DJ is going to just say it again. And that is our official copycat. I still don't know what an official copycat is. I just like, I can't wrap my head unofficial DJ just copies. <laughs> Oh god. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same, yeah. but in a suit. Yeah. It's a little more official than an unofficial one. But yeah, just just goes around in the office repeating what people say. DJ's really popular. Do they just do their like hand in the same work? I, I just don't know what a copycat is. Same work. They say the same things. Let's say you say something to someone at the water cooler. After you leave, DJ comes up, says the same thing, the, you know, and, and just kind of does that all day. Just keep copying people. That sounds so annoying. Right. Are you familiar with Well, it's well, like well. it's like listening to the Bash Bros yeah. podcast. <laughs> right, are you familiar with that episode of The Office, uh, Corey's favorite TV show, where Jim 
finds yes, like his it. actor friend to replace him for the day. And yes. yeah, that's that's Oh yeah. perfect. <laughs> All right. Next up we got Bino Gatista, whose Fortnite lasting oh trial finally ended. So presumably Bino would be allowed back onto our podcast to be the special guest. But unfortunately, he's still roughly 12 nautical miles uh, out from the shore mm. before he can get back to uh, where he can actually record the cast. So, And how actual far is that for us people who don't speak outdated oh, you metrics? You don't know what a nautical mile is? <laughs> How casual! I don't. Of you. I'm sorry. No. Can you yes. tell me right now? Without, you, oh, guys, using I'm your hands for anything. Guys, guys, quiet. I know what a nautical uh, mile okay. is. What is that? Is okay. I was just making a joke like I was typing. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, it's a unit it used in measuring distances at sea, <laughs> equal to approximately 2,025 yards or 1,852 meters. I mean, everyone knows that. Like. Well, I'm glad you knew that. That right doesn't off the top seem of your like Bino's that far away. We yeah, we waited. could have, but we didn't. <laughs> I mean, it definitely would have increased the quality of special guests on this podcast. Yeah, so maybe we, we would have, but we didn't. So, okay. All right. Well, next up, we got S. Rudy, who is our business analyst. Mm. Um, you know, mm, business, business, and and things. We are really and, uh, into analysis here at the Bachelor's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, love it. We just need a lot of we just need a lot of people to figure out why it's going yeah. wrong. Like we've dumped a lot of money into it. We've got a lot of resources. We're magic players, so obviously we're popular. True. Yeah, I heard some of our problem lied when we decided to cut the special guest pay by eighty eight hundred thousand yeah. dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some good weeks, though. Am I right, Brian? Nice weeks. Yeah. Damn right. That's great. <laughs> Next up, we got Inside Esports, and that is our esports event organizer on MTG Melee. And this week, we got that fun new standard uh, tournaments from Inside. I wish I could play, but I have to do this thing where I just go and, like, you know, get the keys to a new home and move my entire belongings from one house to the other. I don't think I'm going to have time to play that Magic tournament. I, I also wish that I was going to have time to play in those Magic tournaments, but I have that thing where your, your stupid fucking brother just got a new house and you have to help him move his belongings to it. Yeah, yeah. Or or every time that stupid fucking brother would come in and Brad's just playing a tournament, I would just stomp things down and just do some heavy sighs. Be like, oh, this is heavy. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> what's your record, Brad? I, I mean, I would really like to play in it, but uh, Ian Pasella is BBP's leading resident pastafarian. Uh but, but why though, Brian? Why would you? Why can't you make it? But why male models? I don't know, Corey. I don't know. Oh, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He, he's our he's our leading resident pastafarian. Use your own noodle to determine what that entails. Well, I'm. You're really knocking these out of the park today, Corey. Brian. <laughs> Next up, we got Wapa, who is my personal barista and dog walker, but won't walk BBD. I feel like we should just get rid of the one. The disclaimer has been here for mm. a year. I don't, mm. don't know if we need that. I mean, maybe if we lose the, the disclaimer, Brian will try to get walks, but. Yeah, I think so. I think people will try to take advantage of that system if we remove that disclaimer. Yeah, this so. is why the, I mean, only Brian's the only one that can take advantage of it, right? This is why the tax code is 9 I, million I know. pages because I know. there's all these little loopholes and little things that, you know, 
they have to include the fine text mm-hmm. on because someone will take advantage of it otherwise you know yeah <laughs> absolutely and that's brian for you next up we got adham and that is our ghost writer anything anytime some you know really spooky stuff happens any ghosts like start you know shattering the windows or something we need someone to write about it and that's always adham and uh, you know pretty good ghost yeah, stories i think he wrote some ghost goosebumps too like yeah yeah just now now that competitive magic is fake we're gonna we're gonna pivot into just like ghost hunting <laughs> there's a lot of that's so very popular my mom's into that stuff yeah my mom my mom well, thinks a spirit got drug into her house I, I don't know man the i mean honestly Busters i want to do <laughs> <laughs> i want to do some i want to do some hunting to see like the ghost of pro tours yeah. past and stuff that sounds fun the ghost of just the shell of the men that just like 20 years ago it's like how's life going it's like still trying to get it man still trying. it's like here's what your life would have been if you never played on the pro tour and it's like god damn my life would have been great holy wow what a mistake i made what a horrible error speaking of mis- speaking yeah. of horrible speaking of mistakes that were made horrible errors we have david watt who is our special guest screener who failed epically this week. Oh, just colossally. David did pretty good last week, though. Brian Duifton was a great guest. Very pleasant. I, I really I enjoyed his he company. Was he was disparaging things to say about me. Yeah, he didn't like you. What, whatever happened in your guys' past? Okay. Lots. Okay. <laughs> Paul Cat. <laughs> Sarowski is BBD's wall staring photographer. Brian, do you stare at walls much anymore? Because uh, I have not seen any of the pictures lately. Yeah, I, I I have a... There's something hanging on the wall in front of me right now. So I'm kind of... I can stare at the wall, but it's kind of... I have to look to the side, so... Yeah, Brad, I don't know if you got this email. I sent it to just you, but now that you brought it up, our wall staring photographer budget was cut by $750,000. So we don't, we just can't make it happen. I heard our proctologist <laughs> budget went up by 800K though. So. <laughs> it did though. Yeah, absolutely. Ew. So if you need any of that, we got you. Next up, we got Phil and Phil. I mean, just honestly, it, I never have a bad word to say about Phil. He's always doing A plus work. You know, really pleasant to be around, and all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed all the time. So you don't know. I don't all know right. what he does now. I'll tell I you what I do know. <laughs> that is that JP is Mangu's timestamp finder. So for the uninitiated, Mangu's timestamp finder is the person who f- finds the timestamp where we actually start talking about magic and not random. Uh, US TV shows so that Mangushi can actually jump into the podcast and ha- have a clue what we're talking about. But lately, we've been making JP's job very easy. You know what? It, it's kind of selfish that Mango just doesn't start watching more TV shows to be caught up, you know, to be able to have the references he on the podcast. He used to watch specifically the last episode of season 14 of Always Sunny. And all four seasons of Prison Break. And then he's caught up to this podcast. (laughs) All right. All right. Then we've got Sultan Abbas, who is a designated man of dork. And our designated man of dork 
for this week has to be Loyal mm. Warhound. Mm, yeah, good dog. Good, good dog. dog. Next up, we got Eric Nall. And uh, yeah, Eric Nall has been promoted from the BBP trash man to the BBP head of health and safety. Uh, a pretty big jump. And, you know, Eric takes this job very seriously and has been through a lot of different stages of the BBP. And and metamorphosis, right? In life. Yeah, and has actually just, just transformed person. and went to space. Yeah, yeah, really a, a bold story Definitely that Eric Nolls went through. Kafka-esque member of our cast and crew. All right, we got Gare yeah. Meldy, and that is our merch store manager, which is probably the toughest position here because having heard some of the suggestions Corey has made for merch, having to be the manager of that sounds devastating, to be honest. <laughs> Like there was one that was like my oh, anus. Or I don't even remember. What, what what were the ideas for shirts that you had, Glory? Oh God, I don't even remember. They, but were, they glorious, were bad. But they were but... bad. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to re-listen and uh, get our get our merch store manager on that. There, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, well, next up we've got Patrick, who is our office party coordinator. And I, I'm gonna let you know, Patrick, uh, the next office party, we need to tone it down because uh, I've been partying too hard since I got to Roanoke. Mm, yes, I've been training him in. I've been getting him ready for Patrick's large party. I have to, I have to get some micro parties in for Brad, and he's been doing quite well. I've been doing terribly. Um, <laughs> so like my social anxiety hit real hard there's a fourth of july barbecue and there's like 20 people over at a barbecue okay brian and just about 30 minutes in i'm like nope can't do this and just went home <laughs> just like just too many fucking people <laughs> there were a lot of people but yeah it, it takes some getting used just to COVID, different yeah, times I, I just in. like social anxiety just bam Oh, well, I bet you can't wait to go to a tournament where multiple people you've never met come up to you to say hello, right? Oh, that it's going to be bad. People are going to think I'm an <laughs> asshole, but I'm seriously just dealing with social anxiety all the time now, interacting with people. Oh, Brad, I didn't know you were that anxious to hang out with me. I mean, I feel honored. I feel honored. Thanks, buddy. Next up, we got Filippo Galanis. And what the hell? I did not know about this job change. But was previously Brad Soundboard operator. But since and I don't very, have one right now. Yeah, and I'm very, I'm very disappointed with the word demoted here, but has asked to be demoted to Corey's hype man instead of promoted to Corey's hype man. Uh, I'm pretty sure that is a great job. And, you know, I mean, I guess maybe I'm already so hyped that I don't really need a hype man. But you know what, Filippos, we're going we're gonna to do some great yeah, work it's, together. It's really yeah. sad that Brad's soundboard is gone because Filippos had to jump from what was a respectable position in our company to the lowest position in our company. Yeah. The devotion. You know what sounds great, though? What if we actually go to a tournament, Brian, and both Adam and Filippos are there and they just follow us and be like, ooh, table 46, let's fucking go. <laughs> um, no, the other Adam. You're, you're hype. You're hype. Oh, man. Adam, not Ad Ham. Gotcha. Yeah. Adam. Oh, yeah. All right. Yes. We got Laura. Speaking of lowest position in our company, this is our highest position. Chief Executive Officer. Um, 
I believe Laura is the one who makes the decision to take $750,000 away from every other position, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Laura is fucking rich. I don't, th- I, I don't think so. I think he, they, they pivoted and made some terrible mm. decisions. Ah, okay. Maybe Laura didn't, didn't know <laughs> no, that I mean, he promised $800,000. No, I'm just, uh, what the- <laughs> For a purse, has too many of those jokes. <laughs> too, too many. many. <laughs> There's no such thing at the BBP. We, we take too many of a joke, and then we do one more. We actually set the <laughs> limit of jokes that we can make, and then surpass that limit. Is it is it eight hundred thousand? There we go. See, we did it. <laughs> we did it, boys. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got Victor, who is my first place trophy holder. Now, I guess that is kind of my hype man because you both have hype men now. <laughs> yeah. But I haven't won a trophy in a long time, so. Hmm. And speaking of the false fact, when you said Lorer was the highest position at the BBP, because it's actually Dr. Unks. That's our resident proctologist. All of the money that we've taken away from our special guest has went to Dr. Unks's medical fund. And he made sure that Brian is cleared out once a day now. And we're, we're really happy for it. Speak, I mean, you're happy about this, right, yourself, Brian? Mr. Baumeister. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, speaking of, Brian, I think Dr. Ung should be there in about 50 minutes. It's about that time, right? I think it's more like a 60 minutes type thing at this point. (laughs) Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) I I don't even get that. Just the 60 minutes, like, documentary on... Yeah, yeah. Like crime and stuff, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's an an unveiling of the atrocities committed. Yeah. (laughs) Where does a proctology examination yeah. go wrong? Exactly. Next up on 60 That's Minutes. Exactly it. <laughs> Got it. All right, everyone. That's going to do it for the cast and crew. Once again, a serious uh, thank you to everyone who is a part of the cast and crew. And one last thing, if you want to be a part of it, you can go to patreon.com slash bash bros podcast. That's all I got, boys. Anything else? All I got to say is thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode. And we'll be back next week with some... Uh, some decks that we all like from playing with the new cards. Not me, because I'll be in a new home, but I will have a new home, and I've probably not played Magic by then. So, all right, goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. goodbye.